Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Get in touch with technology with Tech Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Tech Stuff. My name is Chris Paulette, and I'm an editor here at HowStuffWorks.com. Sitting across from me, as usual, is senior writer Jonathan Strickland. Hey there! So, uh, what do you want to talk about today? Today, I thought we'd talk about something. It's one of those uh, topics that we get a lot of requests for um, out of Tech Stuff. Oh, really? Yes, it is not the Tech Conspiracy Theory podcast that is still in the works. We're getting tons of mail about that. Guys, we know you're interested. We want to do a bang-up job on that, so we're still working on that one. This is a different topic that we've received several requests for. It's the Microsoft Zune. Ah, yes. Now, not that long ago, Microsoft unveiled the Zune HD, the newest in its line of Zune products. Mm-hmm. But um, it's one of those things that uh, – it's one of those products that people have heard about, but they don't really know that much about it because, I mean, it's – let's face it. The Zune is in a market space that is dominated – by one particular company. Yes. That one being Apple. Right. I was going to say creative, but that's not true. No, not anymore. No. Um, so we're talking about MP3 players, actually personal media players really is what we're talking about. Yeah, that's true. They, they're probably going to have to start calling them that, I would assume, since so many of them do more than one thing these days. Right. Yeah. It's, you know, you're talking about more than just music now. You're talking about video and. You know, you can subscribe to, to television shows and, and movies, that kind of thing. It's not just MP3s. However, uh, the Zune HD clearly is in the same general market as the iPod Touch. Yes. They're not, they, they don't stack up the same against each other. I mean, you can't say that, that one, uh, you know, you, you, comparing them is not exactly apples to apples. No. But they nice are. Nice pun. Thank you. I was going to go with oranges to oranges, but why? Um, but this way, I mean, they do enough of the same things that it, the comparison is impossible to avoid. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit about the Zune. Now, Microsoft unveiled the first Zunes back in 2006. Right. Back in November 2006. So this, this was their, their attempt to enter the, the personal media player, uh, uh, marketplace, you know, a, a place that already at that point was dominated by Apple and their iPod line. Yeah. And despite that, actually, there were a lot of people who felt that Microsoft's entry into this market uh, was going to make a big splash because, after all, they had the Xbox. And yeah. the Xbox, you know, is uh, one of the biggest players in the video game console industry. They came from nowhere to take a, a sizable chunk of the, the industry. And uh, people said, hey, this is uh, – this is Microsoft totally getting into the home entertainment market. They're going to be, you know, producing the Zune. They're going to be doing the Xbox. Look out, everybody. Here they come. Yeah. The, if they had been able to throw their weight behind the product the same way that they were with the, uh, the Xbox, um, I think we'd have a different podcast right now. We'd be talking. In fact, we might not even be calling it a podcast. Uh, see, here's the thing. Apple has dominated this market. So much over the last several years, I think most people just use iPod as the generic term for an MP3 player. Well, you know, Sony had to give up the uh, the Walkman thing eventually. I mean, of course, they still make Walkman. Yeah, they they actually the they're making is, them again. Well, yes, we that, that that's true. But you know, it, it back in the days where everybody had a portable cassette player, everybody called it a Walkman, whether it was a Sony brand 
machine or not. That's true. And, you know, so, or in the South, if you're from the South, such, you know, like such as myself, uh, you would call every kind of soft drink a Coke. That's right. You'd go into a diner and you'd order a Coke and the waitress would say, which kind sugar? And you'd say, I want a Sprite. Yeah. But you start off with the Coke and then you work your way to specifics. Uh Same sort of thing with the iPod. Uh, I mean, a lot of people just, you know, MP3 player, iPod. That's synonymous. We call them podcasts for the most part, despite the fact that you can listen to these on various devices, not just iPods. So any manufacturer, no matter how big, has a huge uphill battle to fight against Apple to to really get into the minds of the general consumer. I don't I don't think Microsoft did enough with that, with the Zune back when it was unveiled three years ago. Well, uh. You'd figure if anybody's going to try to take on someone who has that sizable a piece of the market, uh, that it would take a lot of money to do that. Yeah. And uh, if anybody could do it, you'd think Microsoft could. Yeah. It would be um, Microsoft or Google. Yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine what a Google music player would be like. Oh, but don't think they're not thinking about it. Well, I mean, you could run a MP3 player on the Android system. I mean, you could create a handheld media player device running Android. Someone has suggested it somewhere. I, you know, I don't know who that person is. Well, and, someone has. And we're suggested seeing like tablets and netbooks possibly using the Android operating system. So yeah, it's not a big stretch of the imagination. So let's get back to the Zune though. Okay. So the Zune is running its own operating system uh-huh. for the device, um, and it has its own uh, environment, you know, music environment that you can use. Uh, very similar in in concept anyway to iTunes. You have the Zune Marketplace. So this is kind of your software where not only would you shop for music and uh, and other content like TV shows or videos or even games to some extent, tiny extent, um, but you would also use this to organize your music, create playlists, um, and use other features as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I should also go ahead and point this out before we move on because uh, we'll, we'll eventually be talking about the Zune HD because that is the latest and greatest model on the market. And it's changing a lot of what the appro- Microsoft's approach had been up to this point. Mm-hmm. One of the features of early Zunes, uh, the, the Zunes before the HD, uh, was something called squirting. Really? Yes. I am not joking. This is this is straight from the Balmer. I, uh, I thought squirt was a kind of... Soft drink. It is a kind of soft drink. It's a kind of Coke. Yeah, I figured. Yeah. You know, what kind of Coke do you want? Squirt. <laughs> um, actually, that's really hard to find. But uh, anyway, so we're talking about about this weird squirting thing. What is squirting? So squirting <laughs> in the Zune world, I'm, I'm guaranteeing now, you that I'm going to get Chris to walk out of this podcast. You know, it, the end of it's it. funny because right before the podcast, he said he was going to mention it and um, – now he, I couldn't remember what he was talking about, and now it's it's slowly dawning on me. Is it? Yes. So let's it's say about that, it's about sharing music. Exactly. That's exactly. Now the Zunes are Wi-Fi enabled, and yes, you they are. can even make a connection with another Zune owner. Mm-hmm. So let's say that you're on a bus. Someone else gets on the bus. They have a Zune. You have a Zune, and you have this song that you've been listening to that you think is absolutely awesome, and this other person should totally hear that song, and they. By the look of them, you know this person has not heard it. So you get the idea. You know what you're going to do? You're going to share your song with this person. You're going to squirt that song right on over to their Zune. All right. And you can do that. You can send a song from your Zune to someone else's Zune wirelessly. Mm -hmm. 
that other person can can listen to that song up to three, three times. times or hold on to it for up to three days. All right. So it's three plays or three days. After that, the song uh, automatically erases itself from that person's Zune. And it rhymes. Yes. Three plays or three days. Yes, it's kind of like play, uh, pay or play contracts. So yes. it's similar to that. So that was the concept. The idea here was that you would be able to share your your songs with other people for a limited number of plays or a limited number of days. Here's the problem. There are two problems, really. One is that people, a lot of users thought that this was way too restrictive. And I have to give Microsoft props. It is not necessarily Microsoft's fault for those restrictions. Right. These were thing uh, terms that were dictated by content providers. So we're talking about music publishers, really. So, you know, you might think like, well, that's, what happens if, uh, you know, I'm trying to listen to this song and it just, it, it, you know, for some reason I have to pause it or whatever. And then now I've got one song, one time that I, one fewer time that I can listen to the song, right? So, I mean, it's the idea here is that you could conceivably listen to a song, enjoy it enough that you would go out and buy it yourself. Right. All right. That's the concept behind here. But people thought that, well, that it's just, there's not, you don't get, enough. You don't get to play it enough. It's just not worth it. Plus, the other part of this problem is just that because the Zune did not take off the way that everyone had hoped at Microsoft that it would, it was really hard to find another Zune owner. So just using the squirting feature became a challenge because you had to track someone else down who had a Zune. Well, they weren't completely impossible to find. You know, in, in May 2008, which was a little, I guess a little bit close to a year and a half, I guess, within, uh, the time that Microsoft had released the Zune, um, it had sold two million units, uh, since its debut. And, uh, you know, at one point about 3% of the market, uh, you know, in the 2008 holiday season, um, according to the information I found, uh, they had sold about $185 million worth of Zune. Um, of course, in uh, the fourth quarter of 2008, Apple's revenue from iPods was $3.37 billion, with a B, not an M. Um, That's a so, yes. pretty big change, pretty but, big difference. But yes, $185 million, you know. That is not chump change, but no, in no, the, no, no, no. when you're looking at the big picture, it's it's a drop in the bike. And like you said, 3% of the market? Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. tiny, tiny, yeah. tiny. So yeah, you're talking short, 2 million Zunes that are out there in the wild. There's, you know, three times as many of that many people just in the city of Atlanta alone. So, yeah. again, finding someone else who has one, not the easiest thing in the world. Now, somebody's going to write in and say that we are Zune haters. And I, per, you know, personally speaking, I am not a Zune hater. Um, but I'm also not as fond of the Zune as the guy who had the logo tattooed on his shoulders. Didn't he eventually get really upset at them and want to remove that tattoo? Um, I don't remember if he did, but there was somebody else who was a really vocal Zune fan who made this big public, uh, deal of switching to an iPod. Yeah. I do remember someone getting a tattoo with a company logo and then later throwing a hissy fit at that company and, and saying that, that he would change the logo. But I cannot remember if it was the Zune guy. So Some, someone's going to write in and tell me. But, uh, and, and, and you know, you think about it, you put yourself in the, to somebody else's shoes and you say, you know, he, this person is probably really fed up with seeing iPods everywhere and seeing all the commercials and mm. everybody's got an iPod and I don't particularly care for Apple products. They might say, you know, 
forget it. I'm going to get a Zune. I'm going to make a big deal out of getting a Zune because it's the big competitor. Maybe we can get rid of the iPod. But, you know, well, it's, I, I, you know, I don't think I like any product enough to get a tattoo. I think, um, representing that product. Not another one. I think that the, <laughs> uh, I think, I think competition is always a good thing. Right. Um, I would love to see MP3 players, uh, rise up to challenge the iPod. If nothing else, it means getting better iPods. Oh yeah. I mean, Apple's yeah. already motivated to improving its products, but if you put competition in there, they're motivated to do it faster and better than before. Otherwise they're just doing it on their own schedule. Now the Zune, I've, I've played with them before. I do not own a Zune. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do own an iPod classic and I old own a very old creative Zen, which feels like a lead brick. Um, <laughs> I loved that Zen. I just, I find it finally was too old for me to really use anymore, which is why I upgraded to the iPod. Um, the Zunes, a, a nice device. Now I, I was using the old Zune. I, I've only played a little bit with the Zune HD. Um, so I don't, I'm not familiar enough with all of the features to speak about them from a user perspective. Right. Uh, but I will say that it was, it was a good device. I mean, the sound quality was good. The features were, were pretty easy to use. The, the Zune HD took a little more time for me to get used to. The, mm-hmm. the layout was a little odd. Um, you could, because you had to swipe left or right or up or down, depending on whichever menu you were in. Mm-hmm. I'm used to vertically scrolling menus for my MP3 players. I'm not used to having to, you know, like, oh, wait, no, the information I needed was to the left, not below what I was looking at. Right. Um, but, but it, the quality of the, the device itself is fantastic. I think, I think they've really got a good device. I think that they've made, some poor decisions based upon the the market as it stands right now. Right. Like for instance, one of the big ones I would say is the lack of an app store. Right. You know, I mean, uh you kind of have to remember that Apple approaches the iPod Touch in a different way that than uh Microsoft approaches the Zune HD. Microsoft is building up a personal media player. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they're taking, they're going from the MP3 player to the next step where it's the personal media player where you've got video and, uh, and you've got some other capabilities. Apple's taking a different approach. They're taking the iPhone and they're making it dumber by taking the phone out. Right. And then you've got the iPod touch essentially. So you've got two different approaches. You're building up the MP3 player or you're tearing down the smartphone. You're, you're, you're arriving at a place that's similar. Mm-hmm. But because those approaches are slightly different, you end up with products that support different applications. So with the iPod Touch, you've got a fairly large application library to choose from. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's some that obviously you can't run on the Touch because it was designed for the phone. Right. You know, that uses the phone capabilities that the Touch just doesn't have. Mm -hmm. But there are still tons of games and other applications, right? I mean, oh, you have absolutely. an iPod Touch. Yes, I do have an iPod Touch. And um, so, yeah, I'm sure you're familiar with their app store. Oh, yeah. And I, um, I've tried lots of different kinds of uh, applications. Of course, anything with a, uh, I have a first generation iPod Touch. So, uh, anything with a GPS or a camera is pretty much, uh, not useless, but uh, a lot of them that rely on that i can't do anything with right uh, anything particularly useful with it no there are a lot of uh other applications where that kind of functionality is built in but it's only part of the application sure um 
And then there are, of course, you know, personal productivity applications and games and things like that that, that don't. So, uh, you know, there's, there's tons and tons of that stuff available. And, uh, of course, podcasts and sure. the ability to download that kind of content from the video store, but it isn't in, in high definition. But, well, and we'll get to that, but here's, here's the thing that I was trying to get to is that Microsoft does not support apps the way Apple does. No, no. It's and a different, it's a different business model. They've specifically said that they do not plan to create an app store for the Zune. Uh, for one thing, they're creating apps for Windows Mobile. Mm-hmm. And the Zune does not run on Windows Mobile. It's two different operating systems. They don't want to have two different stores. That's a which, lot of work. Yeah. I mean, I can understand the need to separate that out because you don't want to, to confuse the consumer. You don't want to have two different stores to run. But and you're it competing means, with yourself. It means that the Zune cannot compete with the iPod Touch when it comes to that that part of the iPod Touch's capabilities. That's true. It's just not on that level. Mm-hmm. It can compete when it comes to the quality of music. It can definitely compete when it comes to the quality of video. Mm-hmm. Now, the Zune, I should also point out, Zune HD, you know, HD, of course, high definition, right? Right. It does not display video in high definition. Right. You, you have to, uh, you have to connect it to an HD TV. Right. And then it's at 720p. It's not at a full 1080. Yeah. But still 720p. I mean, I've seen the, the video from a Zoom HD hooked up to a, a high definition television. Uh huh. I was floored at how gorgeous the video was. Mm-hmm. So you could purchase or rent some video content from the Zoom marketplace, download it to your Zoom, hook your Zoom up to your TV and watch it that way. Mm hmm. So that's kind of cool. I mean, that's a nifty uh, feature that you can't really do with the the iPod. It's not going to be the same quality as if you were to try that with the iPod. But there are other – Apple offers other things besides the iPod that would let you do that kind of stuff. Right. Like the Apple TV. Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit more about the Zune HD. It has an OLED screen. Mm-hmm. It's very, very uh, bright. It's very glossy. Actually, some people have said that it's a little difficult to see when you take it outside, mm-hmm. that sunlight can be very uh, – it can reflect a lot of sunlight, so it's hard mm-hmm. to see the screen. It's 3.3 inches. Yeah, so a little bit smaller than the iPod Touch, I believe. Mm-hmm. I think the iPod Touch is 3.5. Uh, I'm not <laughs> certain off the top of my head. It does have Wi-Fi, of course. Yes. Which yep. is good because that's how you get a lot of content. Also has an FM tuner. Uh, actually, it has an HD radio tuner. That's true. It can well, get an HD, HD radio. And HD radio does not stand for high definition. No, it's it just a marketing term. It's a yeah, it's marketing term. Just means HD radio, but it means that you've get access to a lot more radio stations than you would if it were just a normal FM tuner. That's true, and it is it is digital, so um, yeah, it is high quality. It's just not high definition. That's one of those things where again, you know, people have been asking about that kind of tuner for an iPod Touch for a while. Mm-hmm. So. The Zune is ahead of the game there. Now, my question is, is radio still relevant enough for that to be a feature that people would, would, like, would people be shopping for that feature? There are some who I think would. I I mean, there are a lot of people who were interested in the Sirius XM application for the iPhone and iPod Touch. Um, of course, you have to be a subscriber, uh, of Sirius XM and, you know, have the right package in order to take advantage of that. But there are a lot of people who were excited that that application was coming. I suppose so. I just, from a personal standpoint, um, I, I hardly ever listen to the radio now because I, I love internet radio mm-hmm. and I love like personalized radio, 
uh, applications, things like Pandora or Last.fm or whatever. I think, <clears throat> I think to a, to a certain audience, uh, radio is something that people would look for. It's probably, probably not the number one thing, but yeah, it I is mean, a point were, of differentiation between the iPod and the it, Zoom. From my own perspective, if I were in the market for a brand new MP3 player, I think the applications outweigh the FM tuner for me. Right. But for someone else, that might not be the case. Um, you can also subscribe to something called the Zune Pass with mm-hmm. the Zune. <clears throat> now this is. Does that um, mean you can show up at the ride and they just let you in the sideline and the you don't Zune have to ride. wait? Yeah, the Zune ride, it's almost as good as the iPod ride. Oh. Um, no, the, the, See, <laughs> now everybody's going to brand you an iPod fan and a Zune hater. I am an iPod fan. I am not a Zune hater. Uh, I just, it's just not the device for me. Right. You know, I mean, if. I mean, it was, it, it's a good device. Funny. It's just not for me. The, the Zoom Pass though, what it allows you to do, this actually, I really like this idea. It's a subscription service. It's $15 a month. And for that $15 a month, you can download, uh, pretty much unlimited songs. Now, unlimited in the sense that you are not limited by how many you can download. It is limited in the sense that not every song in the Zoom marketplace is available for Zoom Pass subscription. Right. Now, if you were to stop, that was Your my Zoom next question. Pass. That was my next question. Those songs go away. Yeah. Bye bye songs. You don't, you can't burn them to CD. You do not get to keep them. You only get to have them on your Zoom for as long as you're a subscriber. So that is the downside. On the, on the plus side, if you're a subs, and you don't have to be a subscriber to use the Zoom. This is just one thing you could do with the Zoom if you wanted to. Right. Like you could use it as a normal MP3 player, video player, whatever. Mm-hmm. But if you wanted to and you subscribed, you would be able to download any of the approved songs in the Zune marketplace. And these are, again, are approved by the content providers. It's not Microsoft saying this song can go on Zune Pass and this one can't. Right. It's the record labels telling Microsoft which ones can and cannot. Mm-hmm. Okay. Got it. So, but you could download as many as you like and listen to them as many times as you like, as long as your subscription stays current. Okay. Once that subscription goes away, you no longer have those songs. You can always purchase those songs. Uh, and they, they have a thing like they have the, the Zoom points. It's Microsoft points. It's the same system they use for Microsoft Live for, uh, their Xbox games and things like that. You can spend money to get points and spend those points to buy things like songs or games or whatever. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I always think of Disney dollars. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> sort of. Yeah. Okay. Listeners, if you don't know, if you were to go to some place to, to Disney World, you could trade in real currency that can buy anything anywhere for Disney dollars, which can only buy Disney products within Disney parks and not everything within Disney parks, I might add. So you can buy some store credit? Essentially you're buying store credit. And if you're if you have Disney dollars left over at the end of your vacation, souvenirs. <laughs> so you've just wasted money. It's the marketplace points, from in my view, are very similar to that. Um, well, everybody else is doing that, though, too. I mean, you've got the iTunes card. If you buy an iTunes sure, card, you sure. can't convert it back to cash. Right, exactly. You can't. I mean, that goes for that. just about any of those gift cards that you see. Now, of course, you could always just purchase songs outright or burn or you know rip music from CDs and put it onto your Zune that way. Mm-hmm. Um, you do have to have the Zune uh, software in order to activate a Zune HD. 
Right. You can't just hook your Zune HD up to your computer and use it as a uh, like a flash drive and drag music over without installing the software. Well, Zune software is a free download. Yeah, it's a free download. Well, so is iTunes. True. Now, will um, iTunes work with the Zune? No. Hmm. iTunes won't work with anything other than iPods That's or right. iPhones. Okay. And the uh, Zune probably will not work. Managing an iPod? I would imagine not. I've never tried to. I do. I did have the Zune software on my computer for a while because I wanted to play with it. And right. It was, you know, again, it's a free download. You can mess with it. Yeah, it's like a, you know, it's like a, any other really advanced kind of jukebox sort of program, just mm-hmm. like iTunes, um, uh, with lots and lots of bells and whistles. But yeah, I don't have a Zune, so it really the usefulness is somewhat limited for me. Right. Right. Well, it does have features such as uh, Quick Play, which is, uh, you know, gives you. Uh, history and favorites, things like that. And mm. the smart DJ, which is, uh, you know, sort of figures out like what a, you're interested in listening to and creates playlists for kinda, you. Kind of like that. genius on the iPod. Yeah. I was, yeah. I didn't want to use the G word, but. You well, know, I mean, you know, like it I said, comparisons are impossible to avoid. So we might as well just go ahead and say right. it. And then there's Mosaic, which uh, shows you the, uh, uh, one artist connection to another artist. So it's sort of like the uh, music genome, I guess, on, on Pandora. Speaking of comparisons, I mean, right. you say, okay, well, I, I like this band. And you go, oh, well, if you like them, then you'll probably like these guys because they sort of sound similar. Um, and they're, they're working out the, uh, the functionality, the connection to the Xbox 360. So yeah, there, there's some things about the Zoom that I think are really cool. There are other things that I don't like. And again, a lot of the things I don't like are not Microsoft's fault. Like, I don't like that some songs, you cannot purchase some songs without purchasing the entire album. Okay, well, that same thing is true in iTunes as well. There yes. are some so, some, some artists are or some record labels, I should say. Album only. Yeah. Songs. They will only sell you the full album. They will not sell you song by song. Or they'll sell you some of the songs. <laughs> right. But you can only buy, you know, like tracks 10 through 15 if you or, buy yeah, the whole record. You can get tracks 3, 7, and, you know, 12, and that's it. Right. But And, and that drives me nuts because um, – I mean, maybe maybe eventually albums will get back to the way that they used to be, or at least that people claim they used to be, where it was an experience to listen to an album from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. But so many albums out there just feel like it's just a collection of songs. You know, it's not like there's any theme or any kind of thread moving through it. Even the quality can vary quite a bit from one song to the next. So. I love being able to purchase song by song the stuff that I, I like, even from bands that I really enjoy mm-hmm. because I'm not a collector. So I don't have to have every single song that the Kinks made. I do, but I don't have to. That was a I was going to say. That was a bad example. <laughs> that was a bad, better things. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't have to have every single song from a particular artist. If uh, and if I have the option to buy it song by song, I I like that. Now again, not Microsoft's fault. This is something that the record labels dictate. Mm-hmm. But that affects the Zune Pass as well. You know, some of these songs you can't get on Zune Pass because, again, the record labels want you to purchase that music. They don't want you to just rent it. Right. Um. Overall, I would say the Zune is. A really, really nice personal media player. And if there, if it were in a world where there were no iPod touch or if the Zune HD had come out a couple of years ago, I think they'd be a major player in the space right now. But because of the iPod touch, because you have this essential, essentially a miniature computer mm-hmm. that's competing against this personal media player, it's 
almost guaranteed to be an also ran. Well, then I think, uh, to, to your point earlier, um, part of the reason that Microsoft isn't doing better with the Zune is because of all the features that they could put in the Zune, but belong to Windows mobile devices. Right. And so the Zune and is it's always squirting. Yeah. And <laughs> I just can't. They're supposed to add in Twitter uh. and Facebook features. So I would assume you would be able to update your status with whatever it is you're listening or consuming on your Zune. Yeah. Yeah. It just, it just seems like, uh, Microsoft by, by imposing its own rules has sort of limited what they can do with yeah. the Zune. I, again, if this were a world where the iPod touch did not exist, I think it would be a killer device. Yeah. But, yeah. And it's got, it's got some serious, uh, seriously powerful media capabilities. Yeah, it's and, just that it's going to appeal to a different audience yeah. and, and Microsoft has split its audience. So. Right. And there are people out there who are diehard Zune fans. And you know what? I, I can understand. Like, like I said, it's a great device. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I don't see it winning over any Apple fans. Like, I don't think not it's, any? Com- I don't think it's compelling. Not, no. I mean, unless you're talking about people who want a, a personal media player that's slightly less expensive than the iPod touch because it's, it's just a little less than the iPod touches. It's interesting. I'm, I'm, Curious to know if Apple is considering putting HD in any of the iPods or Oh, I'm sure that that's down the road. Eventually. As long as they can find a way of cramming it into that case without making it any bigger. Mm -hmm. Because they're absolutely obsessed with keeping that that small, thin, sleek, sexy style. Mm -hmm. All right, then. I'm done. Okay. Well, then, let's go on to a little listener mail. And this listener mail comes from Cal. Cal says, Holy! I am a not-so-long-time listener, but I have listened to every podcast all the way back to how the Google Apple Cloud Computer will work from June 2008. I love your podcast and all of your sister podcasts. This is the podcast I've listened to the most episodes, about 98%. The others I listen to don't compare. Stuff You Should Know with 96%, Stuff You Miss in History Class with 84%, High Speed Stuff with about 60%, and lastly, Stuff on the B-Side with about 15%. This guy is very, very precise. Mm-hmm. Moving on. Now, think way back, and I mean way back. There are a lot of A's in that way. Back to December 2008 when you recorded your podcast on how MMORPGs work. I told you to think way back. When I was listening to it the other day, I was hit with a completely unexpected little thing. Puzzle Pirates. I've played it for about a year total now, but never really thought too many people knew about it. I was really surprised when you mentioned it. Also, since stuff you should know has stopped getting haikus, I think you guys would love one. Enjoy this haiku. Tech stuff is the best. Much better than Josh and Chuck. Listener mail! First, the last line was only four syllables, but who cares when it comes to... Listener mail! Who cares? Lastly, I would be interested if you did a podcast on fictional devices, things like lightsabers, warp drive, etc. from the movies. Your biggest seventh grade fan, Cal. Cal specifically requested that I use that voice, and I haven't done it in a really long time, so there you go, Cal. Aha. Chris was thankful that I hadn't done that in a really long time, and probably most of our listeners, too. So <laughs> please direct your email to Cal. No, I'm kidding. I'm not going to give out Cal's email no, address. No, no, no. 
Well, guys, if you have any listener mail you'd like to send us, and hey, you know what? Fictional devices sounds like fun. We'll have to do that in the future. Uh, if you guys have any suggestions, questions, comments, that kind of thing, you can email us. Our address is techstuff at howstuffworks.com. Remember, we've got our live show every Tuesday, 1 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, you can find that at our blogs. Just go to HowStuffWorks.com. Look on the right side. You'll see the link to the blogs there. And you can read all about MP3 players at HowStuffWorks.com. Chris and I will talk to you again really soon. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. And be sure to check out the new Tech Stuff blog, now on the HowStuffWorks homepage. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you?